Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. I want to open up today's show by sharing a review from a family who has completed the sleep eco-chain for six to 16-month-olds. Here's what Natalie has to say. Becca's e-coaching has been a literal dream come true. We were having hourly wake-ups throughout the night. My husband and I kept getting into fights over what to do, and everyone was exhausted. Our baby girl cried in protest the first two nights, and then after that, she went right to sleep with barely a fuss. Now I nurse her until she reaches for her bedtime story. We read it. I put her down. She smiles at me as I close the door. I hear her singing herself to sleep over the sound machine. She sleeps 12 hours every night and happily naps during the day. And my husband and I are so happy to have our nights back. So necessary after a baby. We are so grateful. Y'all, I'm never going to sugarcoat it. Sleep training is tough, but you know what makes it easier? When you have a step-by-step plan and accountability, because I know that there is going to be protest and I know it's going to be difficult, but when you have someone to keep you accountable and offer that step-by-step solution, it's a game changer. So if you are listening to this podcast, excited to learn about short naps, but simultaneously struggling with the night times, you have got to do yourself a favor and check out e-coaching. This is going to be the solution for your exhausting nights and your short naps. The other thing I want to mention is that e-coaching is now available as a gift. In fact, all of my courses are now available for Christmas time. This is an easy way for you to send somebody a quick link and say, hey, this is what I want for Christmas. Or if you're listening to this and you are a well-rested mom and you want to give the gift of sleep, it is an easy way. My courses range from $29 to $57, and it's an easy way to give the gift of sleep this Christmas. Before we get into the strategies behind short naps, I want to touch on why short naps are happening. So not talking about newborns here, but four months and up, sleep cycles during the day are about 20, 30, sometimes 40 minutes, but around the 30 minute is the average. So this is why you can pretty much set a clock and figure out that your baby is going to wake up right at 33 minutes, right? Or you understand that at the exact 29 minute mark, your baby is going to start crying. And you are so frustrated by this because it's, like I said, it's clockwork and it's exhausting and you simply don't know how to fix it. Well, that's the why. That's why it's happening is because they're just short sleep cycles. But the reason your baby is unable to maybe put themselves back to sleep, one, they might not have the foundational skill of understanding that they can do this themselves. They are the driver of their sleep. But the other thing we're looking at could be environmental. So I'm going to focus on these two factors on this podcast. I'm going to get into number one, the fact that your baby is in charge of their sleep. They shouldn't be looking for other things. And the second being environmental. Okay. So let's just look at the baseline of this. We need to understand what is okay as far as a nap length. So looking at the newborn mark, zero to three months old, it is totally okay to have some short naps. In fact, it's going to happen and you will literally go insane if you're so stressed out about all these tiny little naps. Newborns are going to micro nap all day long. In fact, they need about 16 to 18 hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. That doesn't leave a whole lot of awake time. And in my newborn course, littlezsleep.com slash newborn, you will find how to develop these night and day routines that help the day and the night connect. But looking at newborn, we're going to have short naps. It's going to happen. You might get a couple long ones, but please don't be stressing out about only having a bunch of 45-minute naps. That's not junk sleep. It's okay. 
But looking by four months old, we do want to have some longer naps here. And by four months, we're looking at about four naps per day. Now, the total amount of sleep needed is about three and a half to four hours of total daytime sleep at four months. And what I'm not looking for is like a perfect spread. I will rarely see a baby who does four naps and they're each a perfect 60 minutes, right? That's not really happening. I actually expect at four months old to have two long naps and two short naps. And even the long ones, I'm looking at like an hour and a half and then maybe two 30 minute naps. So it's okay to have a couple of short naps. Once your baby hits the sixth month mark and they're going down to two naps a day, here's where we need them to be both a good length. And I'll get into more of that soon. But I'm looking for two naps that are about three hours of total daytime sleep. It may not be a perfect split, hour and a half, hour and a half. Again, that's okay. I'm actually more concerned about the totals. So if your little one is maybe like my youngest daughter who slept for 45 minutes for nap one and then did about a two hour and 15 minute in the second nap, that's okay. She's getting her totals in. And that's a separate podcast for me to explain why I actually forced her nap schedule like that. I'll get into that another day. But it helped me have a nice nap overlap with my two kids. And that was a dream. So two naps by six months old is what we're looking at. And then about 12 to 15 months, somewhere in that range, we're going down to one nap a day. And that one nap definitely needs to be at minimum 90 minutes. We can even go up to two and a half hours for some kids. So one and a half to two and a half hours of sleep. So now that we understand like how much sleep we're talking about, now let's get into how can we help solve these short naps. So step number one, we need to make sure that your baby's sleep is prop free. Again, y'all, I'm not talking about newborns. This That's a completely different subject. Newborns are going to have props. But after four months old, we need to be evaluating, is your baby waking up after a 30 or maybe 40 minute little sleep cycle and looking for whoever was in charge of their sleep? Are they looking for the rocking, the padding, the bouncing on the exercise ball, the pacifier, the bottle, whatever it was that helped them? Are they looking for that again? Because if that's what's happening, it's then completely unfair to expect your baby to just cry it out and figure out how to put themselves back to sleep when, hello, they had 30 minutes ago something to help them. So we've got to evaluate if something is maybe hindering your baby from them thinking they need something or someone else. They really do need and can be in control of their own sleep. So that's the first thing I'm always going to evaluate when someone is complaining about short naps is, well, does your baby think that they're in control or are they looking for something else? The next thing I'm going to look into is the environment. So looking in your child's room, this is not daycare. I'm talking about your child's actual room at home. We've got to make sure your child's room is 100% pitch black dark. I'm talking not a single bit of sunshine coming into their room. Why? Because even when your baby's eyes are closed, their brain can still register sunshine coming in, filters through the closed eyelids and says, bingo, time to wake up, time to play, let's get going. And they'll wake up because at the end of their sleep cycle, when their sleep is kind of a little bit lighter, they're going to start to recognize that there's sunshine, time to get up and let's let's move on with our day. And you're really going to struggle. So if you have a child who you know is an independent sleeper, they're not depending on a prop to help them go to sleep, then we're going to look at, well, is their room totally pitch black dark? Because that's really key. Then after we checked off, okay, the room really is a cave, then I want to check on the white noise because if there are other children in the home 
or if you're in a city and there's busy activity on the street, I want to make sure that they cannot hear that. So please make sure their white noise is up. And again, I've linked my very favorite one, the Dome Sound Machine, in the show notes here, as well as a video I did showing you how to use that one. But the Dome Sound Machine is going to be great. Okay, so beyond the props and beyond the environment, here are some bonus things we can look at. If you have a child four months and up, you might be looking at feeds. And what I mean by this is it might have been a missed opportunity to have a feed before a nap, or they might have had their lunch and then had too long between lunch and nap. So let's break it down by age. At four months old, up to really even like 12 months, we may have a feed before a nap. And guess what? It's okay. I don't really want you to be clinging like death grip onto an eat, play, sleep schedule because that kind of goes away by four months old. So your little one may need a feed before a nap, but here's how I want you to do that. You can offer them bottle or breast before you take them up to their room to go take a nap. That is totally okay because I do want baby having a full belly if they need it before they go to sleep, especially on a two nap schedule where we are looking for like a good hour and a half, possibly two hour nap. I don't want to have to run into the issue of, oh goodness, now it's been like four hours since they last ate. I wanna make sure that we are filling baby up before those naps. So here's an example. With a little one that I'm working with who's seven months old, she has a feed when she wakes up in the morning And then she has some solids a little while later, about an hour and a half later. And then she has a feed before we get her down for that very first nap. And she has two and a half hours of wake time. So it's not the full three hours that we were looking for, you know, if she feeds every three hours. But guess what? Especially nursing, that's more on demand anyways. But with a bottle feed and with formula feeds, I want that baby to not have such a short little nap and then wake up and have kind of be off for the day. So for this child, just as an example, she has her full bottle when she wakes up in the morning. An hour and a half later, she's got some solids for breakfast. And then about an hour later, right before we go take her for the nap, she has another feed. That way we can ensure that we know for a fact when she goes down for her nap, she's not hungry and she will sleep better. So you might be evaluating, should we add maybe a top off feed or a nursing session or a full bottle before a nap so that they can have that good solid sleep. So after we've checked out the props, after we've checked out the environment, that's the next thing I'm gonna look into are the feeds to really make sure that maybe baby is only sleeping 30 minutes because they are legitimately hungry and we wanna make sure that we can get a better nap in. Now, I mentioned the older kids with lunch. So I am only looking for kids to nap up until age three. A lot of times between two and a half and three, they're dropping naps. The occasional four-year-old I work with that has to nap at like preschool or something, that's a little different. But what I'm looking at is a one-nap schedule. I want you to offer lunch and then immediately take them for their nap. I don't want a whole lot of lingering space between they've had their food and then they play and then you clean them up and then you go read some books and you hang out and then they go down for a nap because by then it's a very high chance that they have gotten a second wind from that delicious lunch that you served them, and now they're energized and unable to fall asleep. So I'm going to evaluate that gap there between the lunch and the nap time just to make sure that it's not too much. I really do want lunch, wipe you up, clean you up, take you to your room. Now we're ready to go take a nap. 
Now, the very final piece, this is going to sound a little extra, but like a bonus bonus on short naps, I am actually going to look at what clothes is your baby wearing. When I have worked with especially toddlers who are tooth and nail fighting naps, this is more like 18, 19, 20, 22 months old. If you're listening to this and you have a child that age, you know what I'm talking about. They are very toddler and they are very much going to be fighting those naps. Well, it doesn't mean they're not ready for it. That's They need the sleep, absolutely. However, a simple change, like putting them in their PJs before you put them down for a nap, it sends a really great cue to them. They know, oh, these are my cozy clothes. All right, let's get cozy and let's go to sleep. And so it's just that extra layer of letting them know, cueing their body that it's time for a nap. So all of these foundations from recognizing your child's sleep props, checking out the environment and evaluating if anything needs to change, maybe seeing if there's food issues or feed issues, and then finally adding some extra comfort in, that's really helpful. And along with that comfort, I'm really not looking for babies to change into PJs. That's really just more for toddlers. But if your child does use a sleep sack or a zippity zip, that's a obviously great thing to continue using for your home naps as well. So this covers our short naps at home. But y'all, what about daycare? What about sitters? That is next week's episode, and I'm going to be really digging in and getting honest about what daycare naps are going to be like, so please don't take these same expectations and take them to daycare and be like, look, you guys need to do all these things because it's probably not going to happen. Different set of rules when we're somewhere else, but when you are home, these are the rules that I want you to abide by to work on these short naps. I would love to hear how your strategies work out for you as well. So shoot me an email or drop me a DM on Instagram because that's the best place to connect with you guys. I love it. Um, Make sure that if you are looking to give someone the gift of sleep this Christmas, y'all, it is the best opportunity to slip a little gift card into their stocking so that they can work on sleep and actually start 2019 well rested. I mean, that is like the best gift. We can make sleep a thing 100%. So thank you so much for being here with me this week. Sweet dreams. See you next time.